Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, we are live uh, with an Instant Reaction podcast. The Patriots just lost uh, in the most embarrassing fashion, perhaps in NFL history, on the worst play in NFL history. There is a 0%. There's no reason. Even if things had gone exactly the way whatever Jacoby Myers thought was going to happen on that play, even if things had happened exactly the way he thought they were going to happen, there was a 0% chance the Patriots could have ever scored a touchdown on that play. It was the stupidest play by one of the one of the Patriots' most consistent players. And, you know, at this point, you just look at it and say, you know, and I, and I said this before, I said it during the game, and I think people have been saying it, this is a poorly coached team. It's a poorly coached team that doesn't know what the hell to do in important big game situations. They just, they fall apart. They fall apart, and you start from the defense on the last drive, and then you start from that absolutely disgusting play, and the Patriots should be ashamed of themselves, and the coaching staff should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. The Patriots played about 25 minutes of, of good football today, which was almost enough to beat, like, the Raiders. Like, a lot of the time, that is enough to beat the Raiders. The Rams beat them with about five minutes of good yep. football. But the other 35, I mean, they just, once they got that touchdown lead, they are like, all right, we did it, guys. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I uh, what do you call it? I voted that this podcast should just be an hour of us staring <laughs> blankly at the screen while drinking, but uh, Pat vetoed that one. I mean, I just, it, it just, it makes no sense. It defies all logic that you would even attempt to do something like that. I understand what the Patriots are doing in the last, in the last play, they just said, well, we're not going to score. So, like, let's just run it down. What the hell? Who knows? Maybe something crazy happens. Maybe the guy tackling Ramondre grabs his face mask or something stupid like that. You never know. Are you talking about the the third down play where they let Ramondre run it? Yeah, the the last play of the game. I mean, it's just like, why not? Because, no, no, not the third down play. Like, the last play of the game. You just look at it. I know you fit the yards. I know you could try a Hail Mary. But, like, the percentage of getting a Hail Mary is zero. And, honestly... All five corners could just tackle all five of your receivers, and they're still never going to call a penalty. So it's not worth it. Like, at least if Armando is running it, maybe he makes a move on some guy and he grabs his face mask and yanks him down. Now you get 15 yards and you're able to kick a field goal. Like, it's at least possible. I think there's just no chance that you're completing, especially with the fact that, you know, the offensive line still sucks. And they, and, you know, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby were teeing off on Mac Jones. There's he wouldn't even had time for those guys to run down the field and him throw and him throw a hail mary. You know, yeah. even if you tried to do that. Yeah, and it's like it's you're not you're the game is tied, right? Like you're not. That's a totally acceptable play call if you're losing. Do they decide that play? Right. Think like do they not know the score? And I don't know. I I honestly think. I think they just said give it to Ramondre and just and just be done with it. Like I don't think that was a that was a crazy lateral play. I don't believe. I might be wrong, but I don't believe that that was designed to be a crazy because just by the way they were set up, it's not like they were waiting for him to pitch it to them. They were making blocks and stuff and then 
he saw Jacoby and he's like, well, maybe if all these guys are tackling me, Myers will have a shot. Yeah. I just like, I, it I'm just, not, yeah. you know, I'm not going to be honest. I'm not going to rewatch it to find out once was no. good enough. Nope. Nope. And what we'll talk about and, and, and what gets overshadowed and you said, you don't care about it, but I still care about it quite a bit is the fact that the NFL rigged this game. I, there's no other way. There's no other way for me to describe it. I, I cannot describe it any other way. This idiot, this absolute moron, Jonathan Vilma, just absolute moron. Jonathan Vilma is what well, it totally looks like he's out of bounds. You know what's funny? You know what's funny is that it that was. second angle, he looked like he was out of bounds in the second angle. I, I, I don't get it. doesn't make any sense. I don't know why the it first was, angle looks like I he's out of bounds in the second. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand any of that process because as soon as they showed that end zone replay where you could – it's pretty simple. You draw a line from one right. pile onto the other. Yep. And if any part of it touches any part of that player that's like on the ground there, he is out of bounds. So on the first replay, you could look at it when they showed that angle, and he was out of bounds. There was nothing more to it than that. I don't and know I, why. I don't know how that's not conclusive. It just it doesn't make sense to me. And that's I mean, this is just add it to the list of games the Patriots played in this year where nothing went their way. Like it's just right things. It's the and it's this in the Minnesota game. Like that's right. Both right. of those games, and it's also like it's the Raiders. It's the Raiders. It should not come down to a blown call. You right. should be able to beat the Raiders by two touchdowns, even if the refs are trying to, to fix the game the way they've been playing lately. Well, and I will tell you, it's my fault. I apologize on that last that last touchdown's on me because I wrote before the last drive, I wrote Marcus Jones lockdown corner. And it was my fault. It was it was my fault. Um because I shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have said that he was locked down corner. Shouldn't even put that on paper, not mm -hmm. literal paper, but I shouldn't even put that on paper because you knew something bad was going to happen, and then something bad did happen. They played that weak, soft zone, which the Patriots love to play at the end of the game. Well, and they, the whole defense was gassed. Quite honestly, at one of those plays, once the guys got up to the line, right. the coaches should have called a timeout. Correct. At yep. that point, because it, you could tell, even after like the second play, the guys were gassed, which... Why your team is gassed after two plays in a two-minute drill is an entirely different question, but they yeah. obviously were. Also, before we – I want, I just want to bring up this comment from Dark Blue Gold. So <laughs> Dark Blue Gold says the commentator kept talking about how the rubber pellets coming up were dark and not white. How would the pellets in the actual turf be white? First, it was grass. So right. what he was talking about there was the paint coming up. Yeah, But it's a good point. Then why are you talking about that? The right. color of what comes up has no bearing on if he's in bounds or not. Correct. And it's, it's just, grass. It's going to be, you know, like dirt that comes up with it. Of course, it's going to be dark. Right. It made absolutely no sense. And, and like the fact that and first of all, and Peter Schrager was a Peter Schrager. One of the I think might have been Kyle Brandt. I'm sorry. You know, he said it certainly looks like he's out of bounds. But how is this? How is that the best angle that we have on that? The NFL makes tri a trillion dollars a year. And you don't, you can't put a freaking camera so we can see that 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 he's clearly out of bounds. You can see he's clearly out of bounds. I don't know how anyone could look at that play and say, "Well, I mean, yeah, I get maybe he was in, maybe his foot touched inbound. No, it didn't. Maybe, well, maybe like you know, maybe the left side of his foot was up and the right side of his foot was down. No, no, I'm sorry. Maybe the Maybe, yeah, maybe the right side of his foot was up and the left side of his foot was down. His big toe was off the ground. And that's why it's like, what the hell are you looking at? He's out of bounds. It's not even close. Yeah. But how is that the best angle that we have from the freaking, you know, they're, they're filming it from the roof and you have the roof angle 
or yeah. you or you're you got the you get the sky cam angle that's you know 35 yards behind you trying to zoom in it's like why the hell are we doing that you, you, like yeah. it makes no sense yeah it's frustrating yeah but uh, big picture wise right now so the chargers also won right which means that it's like and obviously it's, i think we all know how we feel about the playoffs right now but if we want to get into the numbers just for a second here the pats have a 19 percent chance of making no tank tank yeah, tank feels, just tank. like zero 19 is like you need like justin herbert to get injured and joe burrow to get injured and josh allen to get injured and even then i don't even know but i don't know if you were watching that chargers titans game too no but while the raiders were driving down the field you got justin herbert rolling out of the pocket hucking one down the field one of his receivers making a play gets him in right. the field goal range yep and while the patriots are giving up that drive and doing whatever that last play was and it's like that's that's the difference between those two teams right now. One of those teams is going to get in and one of them isn't. And I think we know who our seven teams from the AFC are right now. I, I just think it's not the Patriots. I think if you're the Patriots at this point, you just pack it in, just pack it in, go seven and 10 and just, and just hope for next year because there's just, there's no point. There's no point in winning another game because you're not going to make the playoffs. You're certainly not beating Cincinnati and then Miami and then Buffalo. There, you, There's a 0% chance of that happening and you're not going to make the playoffs unless you do that. Did you see what Cincinnati's defense did to Tampa today? Yeah, they shut him down in the second half. Since he's been doing that all year. Yeah, Cincinnati's defense has scared me more than the Bills' yeah. defense because the Bills' defense can be a little bit boomer bust. It's good, but like right. they got Von Miller's out. But since he's going to be a problem, they're going to yeah, be a problem yeah. uh, and again. If, and if Jack Jones and Jalen Mills are still out, it's I mean, it's not forget it. I mean, they'll, they'll lose by 60 next week. And honestly, I don't even care. I don't care. Just at this point, you know, if you're going to lose this way to, and, and they played like crap all game, they played like absolute garbage all game. Not, the offense sucked. They did it's not just look like, like they were ready to play a football game. They looked like they would have lost to any college team that showed up right. today in the first half because they just yeah. too many mental errors. And it's, you know, I, I am Mac defender number one on here in that I don't think yep. he's been given a fair chance this year. But when they got down to the one yard line and the way the sequence went from there, it's not all on Mac because there's a lot going wrong there. But the right. way he completely lost his composure there, and he missed the throw to Johnu Smith, I don't know if that false start was on him or on Johnu because we don't know the play call. But it's just like there's a lot, a lot going wrong there, and that was one of the best drives they had all season right. up to that point. Yeah, it really, the, it the throw to Johnu, the throw to Johnu was bad, and I, I, I will fully admit the throw to Johnu was bad. Why are you throwing? What are you doing? I, I just, I, you have Ramondre Stevenson. You first of all, they started from the two, not the one. I don't know how that happened, but they started from the two and not the one. Makes no sense. Whatever, fine. What in the world? What? How, what could you possibly be thinking? You have Ramondre Stevenson just run it four times straight up the gut. I, I just, well, I don't this, see what the problem is. And you know what this goes back to right now, Pat? They don't have a fullback on the roster. Correct. They yep. don't really have goal line personnel right now. But you know what though? We haven't. We haven't. We have not talked about that all year long because right. they haven't gotten to these positions. We talked about this week before the Miami game, week one, about how we still didn't know what the goal line formation looked like because they never got down there in the preseason. And right. here we are, and it's they get down to the two, and it's all right. Here's we're just going to throw some random plays out there, and they got one that works too. You know what's you know what's funny to we me? Got two that worked, but yeah, yeah, too many mistakes that didn't count. Well, what's funny to me is that you know why don't you do what some other teams do? You know, and, and this is this is the one for me is like, do what other teams do with just throw your defensive, throw a D lineman out there. Like, how much fun would that be to, to have a D lineman playing fullback? 
What the hell, dude? And just have them run full speed into into a defensive lineman. Like, it, that's fullbacks. Uh, listen, there are some really good fullbacks out there, uh, and I will I will give credit where it's due. Fullbacks are a great position, and it's hard to play, and blah blah blah. But like, it's not rocket surgery. Like, just freaking run straight ahead and block someone. Like that. What's all you got to do? So stick a defensive lineman back there, have some fun with it. And run it straight up the gut four straight times. I, I don't see yeah. why that's I don't see why that's a problem. And so to me, that's that's one of those things to me that I just think like, you know, it, it's just it's stupid. And it, it reeks of a lack of preparation that they get to these spots and can't don't they don't it does not look like they have a plan. Like when you when you get down to that spot on the field, it shouldn't go, really come down to communications at the line or anything right. like that. Like you should be calling it like I don't know. When they when they're putting together these play sheets, when you get to those situations, it's not usually a massive menu of plays for stuff like that because there's not usually a whole lot of plays in those situations. Right. So, should be a small amount of plays that everybody's been working on all week long, especially the first time you're down there. The first time you're down there, you want to use something that's like, all right, we know this is a touchdown based on right. the defense, and they just I don't they didn't have it. I don't understand too, like why did they call the timeout on third down? It doesn't make any sense. Like you had them. I don't yeah. know what you're doing calling a timeout there. Like it just didn't, yeah, it didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I don't know if there's a counter on it anywhere, but the number of timeouts this team has used this year that it just shouldn't have had to use is yeah. way. It's bad. High. It's bad. And, and, you, and it comes back to penalties and turnovers and all of that is like a marker of the team's lack of preparation. But I feel like that's the biggest one. There's right. just, it still feels like it's the preseason. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just, oh God, it, it's just, it's awful. It's awful. And that's, it's just, it's embarrassing to lose that way. And, you know, I know Myers, you know, you you were talking about, um, you would, what Mark Janos tw- uh, tweeted out that Jacoby Myers said the plan was not to lateral the ball and then he didn't see Jalen Jones. I, I clearly didn't see Jalen Jones, but like, what the hell are you think? I mean, what the hell are you thinking, man? I feel, like, I just. Yeah. And I feel I do feel bad for him in that yeah. like he's a good kid like it's he's trying to make a play and it's I know when stuff like this happens Myers is probably going to get like death threats from people and that is not okay so we'll we'll say this coming Correct. from us like it's yes. he's been a very good patriot for a while yep. here one bad play should not change how we treat yep. him as a fan base 100%. one bad play in a regular season game the only reason you're in this spot is because of a lot of mistakes from a lot of people right so let's no and that's not take this out on Jacoby blame blame listen. You want to blame Jacoby Myers for the last play? Fine. That's fine. But yeah. again, if, you know, if the coaching staff and the other receivers, for Christ's sake, do anything right, do literally anything right all game, it doesn't even come down to that situation. They kill this team and it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. And like, it just, you know, you come back to it. And by the way, that fourth down play, you know, where John was getting lined up and stuff, that's obviously a call. That's like a, hey, I'm going to get up there. If I get up there and I see it, I'm I'm sneaking it. So get the frig on the line, run up to the line of scrimmage, and get on the line of scrimmage. Jonah's taking a sweet ass time getting out there. It isn't set up, and that you know, I'm sorry, that's a hundred percent on Jonu Smith because I know the quarterback's got to look around and make sure everyone's set. But like, you don't have time. You have well, the, to get set. You know what I mean? Well, well, the thing I think that we don't. The only thing that calls that into question for me is. You see, you see the body language from Mac and just how frustrated he was at the end there before that in that sequence. And part of me right. wonders if that wasn't really in the plan, but yeah, he maybe, saw maybe right. went for it and he was right. I mean, he got into the end zone, right? But it's if Johnny, and it's and here's the thing it's 
on, on one hand, it's John Smith, a player who's consistently made mistakes in New England. It could be him not doing the right thing and right. lining up correctly, or it could right. be a very frustrated player who's trying to do too much going too early. Both of those are totally plausible things here. Yeah. And we're no, I mean, we're never going to know for sure on the outside here. So it's, as far as I'm concerned, I think you just kind of have to blame both of them because yeah. it could be either of them. No, you're right. You're right. And, and the other one, the other one that I look at is, is the block punt, right? I don't know how that ball, how does that ball get snapped? How does that ball get snapped? He's standing next to the personal protector. Yeah, Peppers is standing next to the personal protector talking to him. He's talking he's to Adrian. trying to Fultz. tell him, I'm not ready. Like, we're trying to make an adjustment. Like, it just, it's insane that they get that ball snapped. And then Peppers, who isn't set. And these dummies on the on the TV don't know what the hell they're talking about. No. I'm sorry. Jonathan Vilma's an idiot. Doesn't know what he's talking about. Because, oh, Peppers wasn't ready on that. It's like, yeah. I know he wasn't ready on the play. Why did they snap the ball when he wasn't ready? He's standing next to the guy who tells him to snap it. Like, it's just. Yeah, it's so frustrating. And it's like, it's again, we can blame Matt Patricia a lot and he deserves right. a lot of it. Right. But this, it starts with Bill. Like this is, right. we've seen these issues yep. in all three phases and a little bit yep. less so in the defense. Like that last drive, giving it up big picture wise. That is what I care the least about out of all of this because you're playing a team with really talented yep. weapons yep. and you are down two of your top three corners and you're two big corners against some big receivers. So you know what? Like that 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 is the least of the concerns here. It's the play calling in that right. situation on right. defense. It's the lack yep. of preparation on offense all game long. And the fact that you need to come back. And it's we had some guys make some real good plays in this game. We saw Myers make some a couple. The, the fade he had on the two point conversion yeah. stake in the corner. I mean, I think his jock strap still in the rafters up yeah. there. Yeah. And Ramondre with the run for the touchdown before that. And Kyle Duggar with maybe the best play of the season for the Patriots. That was that taking that off. Yeah. It all of that just goes in the toilet because this team could not retain focus for, for the last five minutes. Right. And, you know, I know they play that soft zone. I, I know they do. Right. They play that soft zone at the end and it's kind of a prevent defense, which I get. But, like, what I always hated is that it's fourth and 10. So you play 12 yards back. It just it doesn't make any sense. Like, make them make a play. Matt Collins just ran up and stopped and turned around. And he was wide open because yeah. Marcus Jones playing 15 yards off him. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, why the hell are we doing that, right? And, and your pass rushers need to make a play there. And it's like, I'm not going to throw them under the bus too much because they were really good for most of the day. But... The reason you feel like you can play soft coverage there is because you think, okay, if they try to go deep, we're going to take that away. And if they try to, if they look deep first and then go to the thing underneath, by that time, they're already under pressure. They're already getting sacked. They have to pull it down. And that wasn't the case on any of those plays at the end. And that's like, that's, that's that's what this team is right now, because you go back to the Vikings game. Pats had the ball late with a chance to tie that game and the offensive line could not protect. Raiders had the ball late with a chance to tie the game. and The offensive line did protect. Things like that. It's situational execution. The team just has not been able to do it this year. I will say the the one thing that I will say is that I really did. I thought that the Raiders held on every freaking play. And, like, I mean, it they was got Jermaine Illuminor out there, so I wouldn't be surprised. It was insane, and I don't think they got called. They might have gotten called for one holding penalty. There was one play with Lawrence Guy, uh, not Lawrence Guy, Dedrick Wise, where he was he was trying to split a double team. And the first guy got him in the face, then put his hand down. Then the second guy got him in the face and then put his hand down. And then he split the double team and they just grabbed him. And I'm like, the three penalties against one guy and you don't call any of them. And it's just like, I know they were penalized 13 times. I know, I know that. But like, 
I mean, at some point, at some point, you, you have to call holding at least a few times on the offensive line if they're holding on every single play, yeah. and they were holding on every single play. Yeah. And it so it just yeah. it was frustrating. I think it says a lot about just how bad the Raiders are too. We're like we're complaining about the officiating in this game, and the Raiders had 13 penalties. Right. Right. Like that's and that's like they could have had more, and there's they definitely could have had the more. other yep. stuff. Yeah. And it's just like it, it's it's to end the game, but you know, and whatever. Do we we well, I mean, obviously all anyone's gonna talk about from this game is the ending of the game, but like the first half of the game was embarrassing. The team yeah. was embarrassing. And it's like you knew the Raiders were probably gonna get after the first half, you knew that if the Patriots played the way they did in the first, but didn't make the colossal mistakes, they were gonna have a chance to win because right. it's just the Raiders and this is we've seen this all season long now. Um but there's just there's no reason to go down by that much, right. and it's all dumb stuff, right? It's all it's players dropping balls. It's Mac Mac missed like three or four throws in the first half where yeah. he was just off target. Right, uh, I thought he was really slow on his reads today and not really anticipating. So I don't know if the Raiders defense threw something new at him or if he just was not seeing the field well. Uh, but he had, and, and there was a play in there, I think, where the Pats, Pats got the first down on the pass interference by the Raiders. Where they, I think they knocked Myers down and tripped him up or something. Yeah. Aguilar was wide open over the middle of the field. Mac just completely didn't see him and scrambled yeah. and tried to pick it up on his own. It, it's stuff like that where it's, he just had no vision of what was going on in the first half. And even I with think... him, I mean, they, they should have had no less than 10 points based on right. if, they, if they played even somewhat decently. And instead, you go down. The way that you do, and with the the fumble or the punt block, and I mean, look, I've been I've been very apologetic for Mac Jones. I have talked about Mac Jones quite a bit. I I do think that starting Mac Jones is the right decision over Bailey Zappi. I think he's a better quarterback than Bailey Zappi. I think he can do more than Bailey Zappi. With that being said, this is not working. It's not working. What you're doing with Mac Jones right now is not working. And so whether that's on Mac or whether that's on the coaching staff or what, I don't know whose fault that is. I don't know who's at fault right there, Mm -hmm. but it's not working. And I don't know if you can see the frustration from Mac. You can see that he's not happy. He doesn't like the offense. He doesn't like the way it's being run. He doesn't like the play calls. I, for one, don't blame him. I think a lot of the, a lot of play calls suck. And I think the offensive line stinks. They're good run blocking. They can't pass block. And they, and they were decent pass blocking today. Yeah. It was better than it's been in a little That's bit. That's correct. Now. Yep. Yeah, so we had some time. But was... I wonder I wonder if it isn't time. I wonder if you don't say, you know what, we're giving, we're giving Zab the last three games of the season. Because it's obviously not working with Mac Jones. It's not. And again, I don't know if that's him. I don't know if that's the coaching. I don't know what it is. But he wasn't good today. He wasn't. He made some nice throws, but he wasn't good today. Um, and he obviously doesn't like he doesn't like the offense and he doesn't like what's going on. And him and Patricia right now are at odds. And Belichick has come out and said, you can't make a change as drastic as as firing the offensive coordinator in midseason. Fine. Something's got to change. And so if you're not going to get rid of Matty P, you got to get rid of Mac Jones. And and if even even if only that's the last three. Then finds the last three games, but I, honestly, look what the Jets did with 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 uh, Zach Wilson. Now, Zach Wilson sucks, but like, look what the Jets did with Zach Wilson. Things aren't going well. Don't love the attitude. We're going to sit you down for a few games and see what happens. 
They come in and you know he stinks. Mm-hmm. So the, the, they almost won today, but like he still stinks. Yeah, but I just think it may not be the worst thing in the world to do. What do you say? Uh, this, they didn't almost win because of him. <laughs> correct. Correct. Yes. And so that's one of those things where I just look at it and think like, you know, it that might be the best thing to, for Mac. Look, yeah. we know you're upset. We can see it. Everyone in the world can see it if they watch the games. But like maybe it's time to sit down, realize that like we're running. I know you want things to work out the way they work, but they're not. And so like it is what it is, buddy. Take a seat for the last three games and let's see what Zappy can do. And maybe Zappy comes in and stinks. Maybe he comes in and stinks. And so, like, you know, whatever. You lose the last three, and then you get, you know, you finish 7-10, and 10 and you get a top 15 pick or something. Whatever. Fine. But I just don't know if – I don't know if these last three games with Mac are actually going to help him. No. I, I just don't know if they are. And and I, I, I don't know. It's just frustrating. Well, I just – I mean – I forget who said this. I just saw this on Twitter. So I'll have to find it after so I can source it. But they basically said the way this happened, the loss kind of confirms that it was on the players and not the coaches in some ways. Because that last play, the decision-making was all on the players for that. The other thing we have not talked about there is the fact that Ramondre lateraled that in the first place to Jacoby Myers, which is still kind of a nonsensical play when you think about it, to do that in that scenario. And it's, it's just... He feels like we got a lot of players out there who are, they are who they are. I mean, we've, some of these guys now we've seen for basically two full years in New England. Some of them have been here for the year. Most of these guys just seem kind of mediocre and inconsistent. Right. And I don't, obviously coaching plays a role in that, but also, I mean, we all know Bill Belichick's a pretty good coach and there's a decent chance here that he maybe just misevaluated a couple guys. And like Nelson Aguilar is not a bad player. He makes plays. He just makes enough bad plays to make up for it and ends up somewhere in the middle. Like he's going to have a couple games every year where you go, oh man, we could, this guy could be a legit number one if he puts it all together. And then he has the game where he drops five passes and almost gives you, almost costs a pick six or a fumble six or whatever that was last week in Arizona. And it's just like, oh yeah, he does that too. And it feels like this team is filled with players like that. Right, right. And I think, look, I think Myers, I think, uh, I'm sorry, I think Aguilar's thinks. I just think he's he's you can't deal with an inconsistent player. You just you can't do it. And I know people loved like a guy like Deshaun Jackson, people love Deshaun Jackson. And I've always hated Deshaun Jackson because he's inconsistent. He'll have one game where he has five catches for 180 yards and a touchdown. But it's just not I, I'm just I'm so sick of of the you know of that crap from mm-hmm. Aguilar. Yeah, I just, the, the inconsistent players can be fine if they're your depth guys, because then it's right. like, oh, this guy might go off for a game and then right. like and then he's the guy that puts you over the top. But they're asking Aguilar to do a lot here. And it's like I think he's he's clearly a good teammate and he knows the offense right. and they right. can use him in a lot of different ways. Yeah. They just can't count on him to make the play if he's open, which is the most important part. Right. And it's just it's why it's so frustrating because like it's I don't know. Oh, and it's so easy to be in one of these situations. You want to scapegoat and you want to say, man, this guy is terrible. Right. But you can't really even say that about anybody on the Patriots. I mean, this team has, for the most part this season, beat up on bad teams and they're going to finish close to 500. Even if, like, there's no way they don't finish close to 500. Even if they lose three, they're still seven and 10, which isn't too far below 500. I mean, look. It's not not an awful team, which I think is the most frustrating part because we all see the glimpses. We all see the series, the drive, the two drives, the quarter, where it looks like, oh, this team, if you you do this for a full game, you're a contender. But 
we're two years into the Mac Jones era and have they done it for more than a quarter against a good team? Right. Well, I think, I think part of it is that Bill is slowly now building back to be a good team. Mm-hmm. They're not just good. They're not that good right now. They're just not right. I mean, think about if you, if you said, okay, I'm going to take this team and we're going to try to win a Super Bowl. How many guys from this team would you realistically take? How many guys would you be like, have to have that guy, have to have, like, I'd take Ramondre, I would take Judon, I'd probably at this point take Uche, I think I'd take Barmore, you know I'd take Marcus Jones, but I like. Even, I don't know if I would take Barmore right now, I don't right. know if I would take Kyle Duggar right now, for as amazing as that Kyle Duggar right. play was, and as many plays as he makes, there's, I mean, it feels like there's five or ten snaps a game where he's just kind of like, he had, a, he had a play on on the last drive where he like took a chance on on the Waller play, and it's like, dude, just knock the ball down. Like, why are you yeah. trying to get an interception? Like, it doesn't, I, you know. I really love Kyle Duggar for the impact he can make, but Rodney yeah. Harrison, he's not. Rodney Harrison is a guy who's going hundred percent every Correct. snap in practice. On right. Tuesday in practice, he's still lighting guys up on his own team because that's the energy he's going to bring, and right. you can just kind of tell Duggar is not that energy guy. And no, it's like he's. A I don't think any. I mean, to be fair, there's not many guys like Rodney. You, no, you know what I mean? Like Rodney Harrison, anyone would there. not be allowed to play in the NFL. That's correct. Right. We right. saw That's them correct. try the experiment with Brandon Merriweather. Right. Well, I just think I think at this point, like you just have to look at it and say, okay, do we have some? I think they have some young, some young talent. I do. I think Marcus Jones has shown he looked good. I know he had a bad last drive, but like when you're playing 15 yards off, you're going to give up soft comebacks. That's what's going to happen because you're playing 15 yards off the guy, and that's the defense frankly. that they call. And he defended the touchdown. Right. The guy did not catch that inbounds. Correct. He made a nice play on it. And look, I mean, sometimes receivers are going to make plays. And that's why it's so frustrating when, like, you know, you throw a deep pass to Nelson Aguilar. And, yeah, he drops it. Yeah, the defender made a nice play. But, like, sometimes your guys just have to make the play. You throw the the, the pass down the sideline to Aguilar, which was an absolute dime by Mac Jones. Just an absolute dime. And he can't get his second foot down. And you're just like, come on, dude. Tyquan Thornton on the between Nelson Aguilar and Mac Hollins out there. Like right. Right. <laughs> you know, and then you got you got Tyquan on the other side. Same thing. He throws a sideline pass and he can't get his second foot down. And it's like, dude, you're and an NFL receiver. Just get your Mac, feet in bounds. And that la- that one with Tyquan, too. I thought Mac was late on the throw, too. I thought he could have right. given Tyquan a better chance. And that's where it's like nobody's making an awful play. But it's one play that's only 80% as good as it should be, and another play that's only 70% as good as it should be. And you add it all right. together, and it's not enough. Right. And it just, so it's one of those things where, like, you look at it and say, do they really have, how much talent do they really have on this team? I thought Barmore played well today. I mean, he didn't play a ton, but when yeah. he was in there, he was impactful. He was pushing the pocket yeah. up the middle. Yeah. The thing we haven't talked about is that after that blocked punt, the defense could not stop committing penalties. And I thought that Jonathan yeah. Jones one was a little bit soft. But sure the was. one after, from what I could tell, wasn't. And they, I mean, they made some stops. I don't there. know. Peppers is on the ground. I don't know how it was holding if Peppers is yeah, on I don't, the ground. I didn't see a full replay of that, but the odds of them blowing that call twice in a row, I think, are pretty low. So in that situation in the red zone where guys hold a lot. So I don't know. But it's whatever happens, like they could not make the stop. And I'll credit, I think that was Hollins that made the catch past Miles Bryant. Yeah. Bryant did not have bad coverage on that. That, that was a good that was a good catch. That was yeah, a nice throw and a good, good catch. Yeah. But it's like, it's you just you gotta you have to find a way to make more plays. If the, and that's I think where it kind of comes down to with this offense. Well, this is gonna be uh, I don't know how many games this year that they they haven't when the other team scores 
20 points, they don't win. Right. And right. part of that's because it's the NFL and receivers are really good. Quarterbacks are really good. There's going to be some days where the defense plays well and the offense just makes more plays. And when that happens, you know, the offense needs to go above and beyond and make plays to answer that. And nobody did. I mean, Hunter Henry had that really bad drop at one point and yeah. and it was just Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. That's really and that's the stuff. And as bad as Mac was today, and he was bad, he was yeah. bad. I mean, that, uh, you might, know, that might have been his worst game of the season. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's like again, guys just got to at some point, somebody's got to step up on the offense and make a play, right? Someone's got to make a play, and make a contested catch, or catch the ball over the middle of the field, or do anything. Just do anything. And I know, like the the throw to Myers, the bad throw. It wasn't a good. It wasn't a good throw. But Myers gets a hand on it and and basically gets two hands on it, and it would have been a great catch. But, like, we need a big play. We yeah. need a big play. Someone's got to step up and make a play, and Myers drop, you know, doesn't is- come down with it. I don't want to call it a drop because it wasn't it wasn't a good pass. But it's just – it's one of those things where it's just kind of like, you know, we, we got to – someone's got to make a freaking play, you know? Yeah. And it's – this has been a pattern all season. You go back to that Ravens game, week three. I yep. mean, Aguilar – fumbling and Parker can't make a play in the end zone. He runs the wrong route and defense can't make a play on the last drive. And that, that feels like what it comes down to right now is this, it feels like if you were playing Madden, I don't know what the actual roster looks like for the Patriots on there right now. feels like no player should be above like an 88 overall. There's right. a bunch of good players, but there's just yep. no playmakers. And it's been that way for a while, which I will say it's nice to have like, Ramondre is like I think I think Mondre needs to be over an 88. He's he's a hell of a player. Well, Ramondre's like at an 88 and like almost to that next level. Yeah. And like you see, I mean Pierre Strong had a really nice run in there at one point. You yeah. he was able to break away, and it's like all right, he's a guy next year. Maybe he could turn into one of those guys. Tyquan Thornton has the athletic traits for it. For a while, he was the team's leading receiver today. I mean, he had I don't know how many catches he ended up with, but uh, he had the 21 yard catch on a scoring drive. Know on that field goal drive early where he had the dig and he looked really good on it. In theory, he's a guy that should be able to do that. Like in an ideal world, Myers is basically playing the tight end role in this offense, blocking and working the middle of the field. And you got playmakers on the outside. I, I think this offense clearly misses the Edelman guy because there's nobody in the slot that's shifty enough to make guys miss. I mean, Bourne got used today, but you wouldn't know it. Right. Did he do anything on the field? Not one is, thing. And this is why I, mean, I know we've had a lot of discussion about his role in the offense this year. But you want to know why the guys why they don't put him out there? Because he is not consistent. For as yeah. frustrating as Nelson Aguilar can be at times, he's in the right place at the right time on every play. He doesn't always make the play, but he gets where he's supposed to be and he executes his assignment to the best he can. Right. Um, you can't say that about Kendrick Bourne. He's yeah, not right now. You can't really, least. really hit or miss guy. Um, by the way, Mike Reese just just tweeted out his uh, his pool reporter interview. How did you determine 
that the touchdown catch by Keenan Cole in the uh, that was a touchdown catch by Keenan Cole in the fourth quarter. The ruling on the field was a touchdown. You freaking moron! What a dummy! Well, that's that's how it okay. goes. That and then call it a touchdown, and they didn't feel like they can overturn it. Which is so. Dumb. Then he goes in replay review. It appeared the receiver's left foot was on the white. Was that not visible in replay? We looked at every available angle, and it was not clear and obvious that the foot was on the white. Not sure how that's possible. It was very tight, very close. There was no shot that we could see. We even enhanced and blew up the views that we had. There was nothing that was clear and obvious that the foot was touching the white. I mean, okay. Do we need to, do we need like a glasses program for officials? Did you have a down the sideline angle to aid in your review? No, we did not. Probably the best view was the term was what we term a high end zone view. TV gave us the most enhanced view they had as well. We blew it up and believe and believe TV blew it up and there was nothing that that was clear and obvious either way. Had the ruling on the field be incomplete, we would have not been able to change that either. It's just, it is absolutely sickening. It is absolutely sickening that this idiot will sit there and say that, oh, well, it wasn't obvious. I don't know how it could not be obvious. If you look at the still frame, he's clearly out of bounds. It's not close. It's not and even it, close. And you know who's called for years to have more cameras in NFL stadiums? Bill Belichick. Let's I I said to uh what's his name? Uh when uh Kyle, whatever I've Kyle Brandt, I think it was, that said, you know. Too bad we don't have a better like. How is the better angle? I I said like you know NFL's got to the NFL's got to run a uh, hold a car wash to to raise some more money because that's what Belichick you know was positioned really in the league and he said hey you know maybe we should have a car wash. It just you have a pile on cam. They have a pile on cam. So how does the pile on cam not give them that? Don't they have a pile on cam? I, I don't. How is there not a camera in those pile ons? That's what I that's what I got to figure out. How is there not a camera in those pylons? Makes no sense to me. Yeah, and it's it's frustrating. And this is it's the second time this has happened to the Pats this year, where the replay yeah. review on a really close play has not gone their way. So I mean, we got we got the luck for twenty years. So I can't. I don't know if I can complain too too much here, but like, it's frustrating. And yeah. it just if we look big picture, it feels like every single time this team has had a chance to do something, they have not been able to do it. And not all of that is in their control, but it's like, look at the pattern. It's that Ravens game, have a shot against a good team, team that's going to be in the playoffs here, and you melt down in the second half. And it's a combination of miscommunications and Mac Jones and Nelson Aguilar and Parker and all that. You've got the Packers game where you were too injured to make a real chance at winning that game in overtime. And you got the Bears game where you come out completely and totally unprepared. And you got the Vikings game where, quite frankly, you go back and watch some of the tape. I don't think they executed some of that stuff that well either. Like, I the officials were awful in that game. The Pats should have had a better chance. But Just one absolutely. thing I will – like, we talked about Kyle Ducker. That holding penalty that should have gotten called on him on the kick return made no effort to fight through it. And it's like right. you want the call. Like, it's you talk to any ref anywhere, and it's like if you don't try to fight through it and make it obvious, then sometimes they're just not going to call it because right. there's a little bit of, like then it becomes subjective, and it's like all right, well if you didn't think it was worth trying to fight through, you didn't have a chance to make the play, couldn't have been that serious, we'll let it go. Right, right. Fight through I, it. Make yeah. them throw the flag. Make yeah, it just, obvious. And this is five games this year where it's a game that you really should have won that you throw away. Yep, yep. And realistically, it comes down to whether you're a good team or not. And the Patriots just aren't a good team. They're not a good team right now. And and maybe they will be at some point. Maybe they will be next year. I still think, you know, my dad and I were saying that like next year is really the year, right? It's Mac's third year. 
Mm-hmm. You got a ton of money this year in free agency. Your young guys are going to get better and, and, you know, be another year down and older and stuff like that. And, but like, I just, I don't, I don't understand. Jono Smith was a massive miss in free agency, just an absolute whiff he, in free agency. He had, he had a good play today there. He had a nice catch from Mac and actually like made a contested catch. He did have a contested catch. That's great. Good for him. That's, that's, that's like, th- that's like three in two years. But, but the point is, is that he was a huge whiff. Mm-hmm. Hunter Henry, I think is, is fine. He's okay. He's fine. Uh, this season, you could easily convince me that that's Ryan Izzo. Like yeah. It. Nah, he's done nothing. The white guy wearing eighty five at tight end who makes no impact on most games. It could. Be- I do think. I do think that 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 has been something that defenses have done, where they have made a concerted effort to shut down Hunter Henry because he yeah, was a big part of their offense last year. So I do think that that's not all necessarily on him, and other guys just haven't been able to make plays. Um, but it's just you know it's it's one of those things that like yeah he's been fine meh, but like you know he doesn't really impact games very much, and so. You got those guys, and their receiving core stinks. They just stink. And, like, at this point, and I know Taekwon is in his first year and, like, what? It, but, like, I've seen nothing from him. Nothing. I saw a lot of promise at the beginning of the year, and I've just seen absolutely I, – I just – he never makes any plays. He never – he just doesn't do anything. And I just don't, like – I want to sit here and say that the, the future is bright for Taekwon Thornton, and he's super fat. But, like, he's never open. He's so yeah. fast and he's never open and he never, never makes a play. Even today when he had, he just doesn't make plays. And I and think it, it was, so it's frustrating to watch. I think it was Chad Graff that had it in an article too, talking about how they basically don't use him on vertical routes. My question is why that is what this guy does. It's, I mean, it's, if you're not going to put him out there for anything else, let him just, let him run a vertical on every play and tire out the defense. And right. you have to think about it on every play. It's always going to be there. And then he yeah. can run the comeback every once in a while. And he'll probably be open on it. That's what he did in college. He's fast. Uh, he has really struggled against press. So it seems like they went from the big, almost tight end guy who can't, who's slow and can't beat press to the thin guy who's fast, but too small to beat press. It's right. Like, right the same thing here so i don't and it's obviously i I mean it's the first year for a receiver taekwondo is injured we'll see what happens next year with the state of the offense like that that's a whole other thing but he doesn't look like a playmaker right now no and not at all not compared to some of the not compared to christian watson who i like right right who and you know yeah went right before him and even george pickens who went after my george pickens is, is a little bit of a nutcase but like even alec pierce has done things in 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 indy and stuff you know it's just it's frustrating to see. It's frustrating to see. And you just, and you want, you want to believe that they, that they got it right. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It, it's just, it's, it's incredibly frustrating. And now we're going to say, like, what do you even do this off season? Cause I'm not convinced the guys on this team are good enough to build around right now. Right. But you can't tank with a third year rookie quarterback. Well, so the other option is that you, is that you draft a quarterback? The other option is that you're, you know, you tank these last three games, you finish seven and ten, you get a top trade, fifteen pick. Trade Mac and draft somebody, and you trade Mac and draft someone. If you don't think he's the guy, you trade him and you get a second or third round pick back I'm for him. And, not convinced, but anybody you know in this draft, right? So, no, I'm, and and maybe well, not, right? Maybe not. But if you feel like Mac isn't the guy, then you move on. And if you have to start Billy Zappi, you know, you you start Billy Zappi. I just don't. Yeah. 
I just don't think, I don't think, and, and Team Crazy Matt said, like, I don't think he's bad enough to move on from. I don't think he is either. But the problem is that he doesn't, what Mac doesn't do is elevate you. What Justin Fields does is elevates a bad offense. That's what Justin Fields is doing for, for um, the Bears. He yeah. elevates a bad offense. Mac doesn't have the, now maybe he will at some point. But right now, he does not have the ability to elevate a bad offense. And this is a bad offense. And some of it comes down to the coaching. Yeah. But Mac doesn't have the ability to elevate a bad offense. And what bothers me is I think we saw maybe his best half of football in a while uh, against the Cardinals in the second half there, just from kind of knowing the offense perspective. And he was really in command. Guys were responding to him. And he he ran that offense there. It made a lot of good things happen. Right. Go here against a Raiders team. That is one of the worst, if not the worst, pass defense in the NFL. And they have a good rush defense, too. Not great, but it's it's good middle enough. of the pack. Yeah. So clearly the game plan here was we're going to throw it. We're going to throw it well. That's what I said during the week. And there's yeah. just, there is no excuse for, for Mac or the receivers or the coaches or anybody for them not to be able to throw the ball on this team. Yeah. It's just like I don't. It's, it really is that simple. I don't care about the game plan stuff. Your guys should be better than their guys. If you want to throw the ball, maybe it, maybe it's a little bit tougher than you thought it would be because the Raiders game plan well. But there's no world where you should be able to – we should have a, a hard time throwing the ball against them. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that's that's the hard part is that you start to look at it and say, like, well, if you're not, if you're not doing it against that team, then who are you doing it against? Mm-hmm. Right? And that's – that's where it gets to be frustrating where you just kind of say like, you know, come on, you, you got to have something. You got to be able to do something, you know? And, uh, yep. the you know, Patriots, and to not, do you know, frustrating. do you know how many passing yards the Patriots had today? God, I, it wasn't over a hundred. It was, Oh, was it one Oh one? One twelve. One twelve. The go. next lowest the Raiders have given up this year was 208. To the Indianapolis Colts, the Rams had two eleven. The Broncos had two fourteen and two twenty six. The Saints had two thirty one. It's horrible. That's just. I mean, it's just horrible. They had they had over a hundred less yards passing the ball than the Russell Wilson led Denver Broncos had in either game. Yeah, I and mean, that's it's just, just, and that's everybody, and that's like that's that's the most frustrating thing right now because this is the game where they're like, right. This is where Mac should look good. There's no right. world where he should look bad in this game. He looked bad. I'm right. Mac, I'm, I I liked what we've seen from Mac, but um, yeah, I want to pull up this comment here from Dark Blue Gold. Quote: I don't know what to make of Mac. Love his attitude, and he's smart, but I'm increasingly concerned that he hasn't got it to win close games, and his accuracy is oversold. You know what I I think the it is that you're talking about there. In one word, it's anticipation. Right. He never really seems to know what he. If his first option isn't there, he never really seems to know what he wants to do. And he never he doesn't really read the defense well enough to know where he's going with it next. And I'm sure he's good enough to, at doing that on a whiteboard and in practice and when it's simple. Well, in the games, we have not seen him do it consistently. And that's what's really frustrating here, because I think he, he did that at points at Alabama. But then the anticipation plays into accuracy too. Because right. if you can't anticipate what you're gonna do next, then it plays into your mechanics. And right. it's going to hurt your ability to put the ball in the right spot. And it's going to hurt your trust with your receivers because they got to make it accurate too. They got to be in the right spot. Yeah. And it trickles, tr- tr- all trickles down. And it's just, I think you got to play him. I honestly, I think you have to play Mac the rest of the season and go into next year with him as the starter, unless something real crazy happens here. 
because I think he's still better than Bailey Zappi. I think he knows the offense better, and that's important for the development of your other players too. Even if he isn't throwing the ball well, he'll get you into better run looks and stuff. But I think he needs to calm down because I like his passion. But what we saw at the end of the first – and that, that drive at the start of the second quarter, end of the first quarter, you just – you can't be yelling at the other guys like that that much, I don't think. I'm not in the locker room, so I don't know how they took it. I don't know if they're asking for that. So I'll this right. is my opinion and not not any kind of no, right. here, yeah. but from the outside, it looks like it's he's not doing everything right. It seems like it's a lot for him to yell at guys like that. I think it seems like it's a lot for him to do it that consistently. Brady, Brady would lay into guys. And we see it all the time right now in Tampa, and I have no issue with that. Right. Usually he does it once on the field. If it's warranted, if more bad plays happen, he keeps it to himself and he takes it to the sideline and they're going to deal yeah. with it there because you got to make plays happen. You got to deal with it. You have to move on to the next play. You can be as mad as you want, right. but you have to save that for when you can actually make an adjustment because you can't make it's like it's it's like trying to make an adjustment in the middle of your golf swing. If you're thinking yeah. about your swing while you're swinging, you're screwed. That's one. It's the equivalent here. It's it's not just that. It's also that, you know. If you're playing like crap. How like how dare you yell at someone else because they didn't do the right thing? You know what I mean? If if I'm Jacoby Myers and I'm running down the middle of the field wide open and Mac, you know, gets it to me but doesn't get it to me like where it needs to be, then the next time he yells at me for doing something stupid, I'm like, bro, I was freaking wide open and you missed me. Like what? Now it's my fault that I didn't run the right route. Like what the hell are you talking about, dude? I'm we're running out routes and you're and you're throwing it into the dirt instead of instead of hitting us like the like he was at the beginning of the game. It's just like, come on, dude. Like now you're yelling at us. Like, stop it. Like, I'm not, you know, so Brady can do that because he's Brady. He's the best quarterback, he's the best player in NFL history. And so, like, you can do that because you're you're Tom Brady and you have that. Matt Jones ain't Tom Brady. Matt Jones never gonna be Tom Brady. No one's ever gonna be Tom Brady. Fine. But you at least have to be playing. If everyone's locked in and you're playing great and there's and you're like, hey, everything's running perfect right now. You got to be running perfect and you screwed up. I'm going to let you know. Fine. When your offense sucks and has sucked all season long, the hell are you doing? You own it, guys, in the field. It just it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. No. And so, and, and I don't think Bill was ever going to, I don't think Bill would ever bench back, but I really do think, I just think, I, I think the way things are going right now, it might be time. It might be time to say, you know what? Yeah, and that's, I still think he's better than Zappy. I still think he gives you the best chance to win. But at this point, I don't see why it matters if you win or not. What difference does it make? And it's like with Zach Wilson, the issue, obviously, the, the main issue was his play on the field. But what right. got him benched was his attitude. Correct. And it's Max not throwing his teammates under the bus here. He's not no. really like one upping them or anything. Like he's trying. I think he's. He gives more effort. He's more genuine. I think he's just a better all-around locker room presence than Zach Wilson is, and that's why I don't know if we've gotten to that level. But if you're going to look at making any kind of move at the quarterback position, it's going to be because, hey, we need a guy who's going to be calm and poised out there. The other thing I want to say here, we've we've talked a lot about like the lack of play action, and it felt like – it was defensible to me in the past because there were some opponents like the Cardinals blitz you like crazy. There's no reason to run play action against them. You already got them coming up to, towards the line of scrimmage. The Raiders could not defend the run today. Right. Why did you not run a little bit more play action on some of this stuff to try to get guys open down the field? It just, that made no sense to me. Absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you channel server. Thanks for, <laughs> uh, for empathizing with us. I, you know, I, I'll tell you, I just, I don't understand. I, I just like, 
the play calling stinks. And again, Max not executing. And so that to me, that's the biggest thing for me is I just look at it and say like, well, if you're going to win, then things need to change. And, you know, if things aren't going to change, then it just, I don't, I don't get it. I, I just, I don't get it. Um, and so, you know, I mean, we're just going to keep beating our heads against the wall, I guess, for the last three games, and the offense is going to look like crap, and the defense is going to look good for 50 minutes out of the game, and then, you know, 10 minutes out of the game, maybe they'll be good, maybe they won't. And, you know, I mean, look, if the defense played the way they played today against Cincy, we lose by 30. Like, we just, we will. We will, because Carr missed a ton of ton of passes, and that last drive was the last drive or the second to last drive? I think it was the second to last drive where he had – Adams wide open and, and Waller dove for it and knocked it away from him. maybe it was the last draft, but it was like, dude, Adams was wide open. And like, and he just, it was just one of those things. You know what I mean? So, um, but it just, it, it's, it's so frustrating to see. And it's like, you know, when, you know, Jim Reynolds here mentioned the lions, you know, seven and seven, when the lions, the Detroit lions, can figure out offensive football with Jared Goff for quarterback. And you can't figure out, Offensive football, I just like. Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't have an. I don't have an answer for you, man. When Ramondre is unbelievable, he's a phenomenal player, and he kills it running the ball. Why don't you use that yeah. to, to not call play action with Ramondre Stevenson back there? Is stupid. Yeah. Well, as you talked about the Lions, the Lions have a really good offensive line. That's true. Like if, if you if you know your quarterback can consistently go through all of his progressions on every single play and the defense is going to have to come up and really respect the run threat because you're, you got road graders there makes your play calling a lot easier. It doesn't matters a lot. I mean, we obviously we have talked about Tom Brady and how good he was in new England. We do not talk enough about how good Dante Skarnecchia was as the offensive line coach and how much easier that made it on Tom Brady and every single person on that offense. The fact that they had guys who could block that well, like every, if you've, if anybody's ever seen a playbook, you'll see it's got, it'll have all these different routes and options and all of this stuff. All of that is theoretical. That's like you're reading an academic paper. Now you have to apply this to the real world. Well, all of that becomes a lot harder when you have two and a half seconds to do it before the quarterback's getting hit. Right. That's what, we're, that's what we've been dealing with in New England. And that was not as much the case today because the line was actually halfway decent, except for a couple penalties today. Uh, other than McDermott getting beat a couple times, which I think is fair to expect. And Trent Brown yeah. got beat once pretty bad, but I think it was also just a really, really good pass rush move from Chandler Jones, and he's a good player, so like that's going to happen. If your offense can't withstand two sacks, you don't have a good offense. Right, right. Like that's... If you They weren't getting consistent pressure. They just had a couple sacks in there. So if you can't withstand that, you do not have a good offense. And they don't, and they don't have a good offense. I mean, I think that that it's pretty obvious at this point that they don't that they don't have a good offense. And, and you know, and it's been obvious for a while. But there's always been, I guess, now you we could say excuses, right? There's always been something going on where it's like oh, we don't know the full picture. Well, obviously Parker wasn't there, but that's that's yeah. it for the most part. This was a healthy team against a bad defense today. Well, and so when I and coming off a decent offensive performance, like there's no, yeah. there's no excuses. What I also never understood as well, like on that la on that final drive, I just don't get, I don't get the insistence to play that, you know, that, that, 
uh, prevent defense look. I, just play like a cover two. I, I don't. I don't see what the problem is. Like, well, that's well, here's the thing: is the just, <laughs> last yeah. Raiders game against the Rams is when they went for regular defenses at the end, and Baker Mayfield shredded them. So I think it I think it gets a lot easier to to blame the defensive play calls. I've been mean, I to agree. I don't think prevent defense is good. I think prevent defense makes more sense when you've got Barmore, Judon, Uche, and Dietrich Wise rushing the passer. I can right. expect those guys to get to the passer in less than three seconds, so your prevent defense is fine. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just it's the lack of playmakers. That's right. that's and, and it's, it's just you know I don't mean, put a pick to that ball on the last drive. He tried to cut underneath it, did not make the play. Right. Instead, right. it's a twenty yard gain or whatever ended up being right. And that's that's you know what it comes down to eventually, right? Is that you got to make plays, and Keelan Cole. Whether he got his foot inbounds or not, he didn't. Whether he got his foot inbounds or not, he made a play. I, he made a play. He has that man has traumatized me. Do you remember what else he's done against New England? Yeah, with Jacksonville, right? Didn't he have like a crazy touchdown? That one hand, yeah, it wasn't a touchdown, but he, it was that game early in 2018, week two, week three, where they went down to Jacksonville and it was like That's 95 right. degrees. Yeah, and he made a one-handed catch. That's one of the best catches I've ever seen over. Right. I believe Eric Rowe along the sideline. Sounds right. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like, oh, okay. I, was, I had not heard his name since that game, I don't think. So glad to see he's still yeah. taking around. Yeah, yeah. It just, you know, ultimately, ultimately you have to go out there and win it. And the coaching staff deserves a ton of blame. I thought that the special team sucked today. Um, you know, they just, it, it just, it didn't, it wasn't good. It yeah. was, the special teams wasn't good not pretty bad. much all around. They got bailed out a few times by by holding calls um, or blocking the backs calls. But like, they weren't good uh, yeah. on on kick coverage, and so yeah. you know right. you get that you get that part of it, and it's just like it, it's frustrating to it's frustrating to watch. And the Patriots' offense is just it's painful. It's yeah, painful to watch. The Patriots here's, here's the thing: we can talk about that last play all we want, and it's obviously awful, as the title of the show says, the worst play in NFL history. <laughs> Let's say that doesn't happen; it goes to overtime. Are you confident the Patriots win no. that game in overtime? No shot. The Raiders get the ball first. That might be touchdown game over. So it's right. not like it's just. And I didn't. I did not love the play calling and the offensive sequence before the Raiders got the ball back. That Mac Jones bootleg. I don't He's, hate the idea, yeah. but I don't think Mac executed it that well. I was very. I was impressed that Max Crosby saw that coming. He's a good player. He's a really yeah, good. Player. He is a good player, and that's ultimately. I think that that's what it comes down to at some point. Is that. You got your big players got to make big plays, right? But I think I think the thing for me is that, and I understand. Okay, kill the clock and try, but like you needed a first down, then you get your false start penalty, and it's like, you know, I'm throwing there. I, I understand you want you know you want to kill some clock. I don't care. You have to get, pick up a first down and win the freaking game. Like just pick up a first down and win the damn game. Yeah, and so I'm throwing there to try to pick up a first down because to me. What good is what good is it if you punt the ball back to them? Like just win the game right there. You have your offense, win the game on offense. I, I just and the whole thing, the entire the the consistent thing from the first quarter to the last quarter felt like they were getting way too cute with all of the play calling. Yeah. And that you know, when that happens, when your team isn't very good and you have to try to manufacture something and you have to try to do too much. That's that's what this team reeks of right now. They felt like they had to do a lot and it's that's who this team is right now. Like they, even if they win this game, yeah, 
they're it's still just... going to have under a 50% chance of making the playoffs, I think. And you probably need to win two out of three down the stretch. It's yes. Let's say, let's say the Patriots even play better than they did today. They might be the Dolphins. If that's that can happen here. I think that's totally possible. Right. Does anybody feel good about them winning any of the other ones? I think they're they're much closer to get full strength. I think they're much closer to going zero and three down the stretch here than they are to go in two and one. I mean, based on the way the team played today and the lack of yeah. preparation. And that's the bigger picture here is like, even if the Patriots found a way to win this game, it's like, oh, nice. They made some plays in the fourth quarter to make it happen. They had a nice comeback, but we're still frustrated. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's right. I agree. But it's just, it's one of those things where like, this is the story of this, uh, of this game. And, and the hard thing is that I feel bad for a guy like Jacoby because He's been the most consistent player on this team now for like three years. He was the only good thing about this offense in 2020 and last year. And for, for the majority, obviously, Ramondre. But like outside of Ramondre, he was the most consistent. He was the best player on the offense. He was the only reliable guy on offense. And then he makes a play like this with, with the season on the line. And again, your season's over. Like the season now is over. Like if they had won today, they're eight and six. You're tied with the. I know you technically a game. Be you know you're technically tiebreakers behind, behind the Dolphins. But you you're in it now. All you got to do is beat the Dolphins and and maybe beat the Bengals or the Bills. And like it's unlikely you're going to win those games. But even if you just beat the Dolphins and finish nine and eight, there's a path for you to make the playoffs at nine and eight. Yeah, you got a shot just, just by beating the Dolphins. You lose this game, and now it's like, well, if you don't beat Cincinnati, which I'm sorry, you're not beating Cincinnati. And then if you, you know, and, and I don't think you're going to beat Miami either. And you're certainly not going to beat Buffalo if there's anything for them to play for in that last game of the season. So, you know, so you, so now you're probably going to finish seven and 10 and it's like, well, you got nothing to play for at this point too. And so it's just like that your season's over. And a lot of people are going to look towards that play because it was such a terrible play that they'll forget about the rest. Of the, they'll forget about the rest of the game. Cause you know how that happens. Like, and then now he's a free agent. And then the question is, well, do you want to bring him back? And then people are going to say, oh, you know, that play and this and that. Like, yeah. And that, that tarnishes his legacy here. You know, Maybe it means he comes back a little bit cheaper. Hey. <laughs> I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that. So, But it's just when it's for as good of a player as Jacoby Myers is, and I love him. He's so – he's been fantastic. I think Kurt Warner pointed some stuff out in that video he did talking about the Patriots offense and kind of calling out Jacoby Myers for some stuff. Yeah. And I think he's – a little bit more inconsistent of a player than people realize he is. Right. But he's a Just route true. runner. He's good at getting open. He is not always good at getting open in the flow of what the rest of the offense right. is trying to do. It's, it's a good point. And he's a good jump ball guy for somebody his size. Like, yeah. I think we've seen him come into his own a little bit more this year as a red zone guy, which I was surprised. Yeah. He's a good player, but is he better than like T. Higgins, who's the wide receiver too for the Bengals? Like, Well, T. Higgins is a stud. I mean, like it's not. Oh yeah, that's he's a wide receiver too on a championship caliber team. Your team that went to the Super Bowl last year, and it's all right. Right, that's correct. Yeah, you're asking him to be wide receiver one here, which again, I think with the Patriots scheme and what they like to do, you can be fine with the Jacoby Myers as a wide receiver one, as long as your tight end one is better. Your tight ends one and two are are awful. Yes, it's been a couple weeks since I, I looked, so I don't know if this is accurate anymore. I think this was, I think before the Bills game, the highest rated Patriots tight end on PFF was Matt Sobel. And obviously, take PFF with a grain of salt. Right, 
but still but like yeah feels right no nah, it's just it just can't they and they can't you can't win like that and you know and, and people go talk about and, and i think bill belichick now people are talking about you know I, I was at a, i was at a family function today and they were talking about how um you know belichick needs to get fired and you know his his time here is over and it's like dude just stop he's the best coach in, in the nfl like he it's not even close that he's the best coach in the nfl and and the hard thing the hard thing for me is that the hard thing for me is I look at it and I say okay if Belichick's not the best coach in the NFL who is the best coach in the NFL fine name three guys okay go ahead now who's going to take over for Belichick who who are you going to get that's going to be better than Bill Belichick I just like nobody there's there's nobody that's going to well, be and and that's the hard thing Sean you know? Peyton to come out of retirement for you but that's right. a short term solution and I don't know why he'd come to New England. Right. Right. And so, so again, you know, it's one of those things, Jeff Sunday says, so, but you know, I just think, Hey, Hey, hey. I know a guy who was one and oh in Boston this week. Dion branch. No, that's right. Louisville. I'll take it. Hey man. I don't actually know if they won that game. I have no idea. I don't know if they won or not. Did they, he might just be, he might just be lying. I saw the score at one point and they were leading, but let's see Louisville football. And then I got to get off. Oh, 24 to 7. They beat Cincinnati. Crushed them, actually. As many points as the Patriots had today. Look at that, would you? And their defense played even better. So. Something I, I was just checking this too. Just a random note on this game. I didn't yeah. know the Raiders didn't kick an extra point after that one. I don't know what the protocol is. Yeah, which is interesting. I don't know why they didn't. I don't think they have to. I think they can waive it. But I think that's true. You probably can, I guess. As long as the as long as the game is within isn't within a point or two. Yeah. I, they just, didn't. I always you know what I always think about? With that. He said they uh, Brian saying that they did, but I don't. It's not I, on ESPN. Either that or they either that or they missed it. The I, don't final. Um, I don't know. But yeah, the uh, you know what that always reminds me of is that Pat's Bills game, I believe, from the nineties. Yeah, when where, they walked off. Yeah, they were upset with the officiating and left, so they had it was that was that was Vinatieri right back in the day, and they had him just walk it in for the yeah. two point conversion. Yeah, that was, that was great. By the way, my dad would like. Uh, would like it to be known that it was the other side of the family and not and not uh, not my side of the family that was saying that. So. Not the lane side. <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's, I think the most frustrating part here becomes, not frustrating, when you're trying to project towards the future. B- Bill's old. Right. And if Mac isn't the guy. No, it's time. That's why. Like, maybe it's, all right, that's it. I'm not going to try to do no, this again. No, he's. After after the crap that Shula said, he's never he's not retiring until he passes Shula. If it takes him five more years, he's doing it. Like it's just after all the stuff with the Cheatriots and all that crap. Like yeah. there's no shot that he and, and the way that he's a historian of the game is no shot he retires without being well, the, the winningest coach. In, well, in what I will history. say is this: if it's if next year goes like this again, you got to look for another quarterback, and that guy starts out on the wrong foot. Right. No, I know, dude. Hey, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I just think, and, and I'm sure there's a point where, I mean, especially like we've talked about the, the defense has looked pretty good under Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo there. Yeah. If there's going to be somebody that steps up to be the head coach and you're running from within, it's going to be one of those two. Like Gerard Mayo got head coaching interviews last year. If there's going to be somebody that doesn't, it's probably got to be him. I would have right. to think with Steve right. there as defensive coordinator, probably. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, maybe. I mean, that's the only way Bill would ever take a reduced role or leave on good terms. I think if you're going with something like that, if things are totally working, yeah. I think we're still at least a minimum a year away from having a real conversation about that. And yeah, I'd say too. And and yeah. and I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. Belichick deserves 
at this point deserves to walk, to go out on his own terms. And and by the way, as much as Brady, Brady went on his own terms too. Like, I'm sorry. You can say, oh, you know, the Patriots. Blah, 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 blah. Tampa was a much, a much better team than the Patriots were last year. Or in 2020, I'm sorry. A much better team. And so he was going to win a championship in Tampa. There's no shot he would have won a championship in, in New England. Yeah. And yeah, the Patriots would have had to cut players to have him come back from a team that already wasn't very good. Right, so right. yeah, it's, 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 we can criticize Bill too, but I think, I don't know. I think some of this goes to Josh McDaniels too. Like, I don't think that Raiders team is very good. I don't think they have a lot of good players. I think the Patriots are kind of in the same boat. And right. there's a point where the coach is almost doing himself a disservice where he's coaching up the team to a point where they're in games they shouldn't be in. So then when they lose them, people blame the coaching for it. When in reality, right. it's the coaching that's the reason you're in it in the first place. I don't know if that's a, if that's entirely true with Josh McDaniels with how many games they've blown. Uh, right. Maybe he's just bad at making adjustments. But when it comes to Bill, like, is this team functionally different from the 2009 Patriots other than they don't have the best quarterback of all time? Right. Right. That's, that's true. That's what this team is right now. So it's, I still think, I mean, Duggar and Uche and Anwenu and guys from this draft making some stuff, and hopefully Baltimore gives us something over the last couple of weeks here. And obviously, Max the big question mark. But other than that, there should be should be players to build around who are good. I don't I know agree. if there are players to build around that are great. There's something here. I don't yeah. know what it is yet, but yeah. it's yeah. In, this draft coming up is is huge. Once right. again. Right. Yeah, I agree. So, all right. Well, that's it. We're uh, we're done. I'm done with this game. Um, we're all set. But anyways, uh, but that just sucks. It sucks. It sucks, and the season's over. And and again, as I said, just tank. Just lose the last three. Just lose them. Just lose them. I don't want to see you win another game. It's not worth it. It's not worth it because if you win another game, all you're doing now is you're not making the playoffs and you're costing yourself, you know, draft capital. That's it. Yeah. Period. Only, like I'm also okay with you winning another game is if you somehow find a way to pull three out. And right. Find right. I mean, then of course, right. If, if this or even in some catalyzing moment where the team comes together, like it's a Disney movie yeah. and they learn right. how to play right. football out of nowhere, then yeah, let's Correct. do it. Well, that's, that. yes. Let's, let's look, let's see, let's see what happens Saturday. I'm rooting for them to win Saturday. If they lose Saturday, that's it. I'm calling the season. We're saying that's it. We're done. And it's no, about no reason to win another game. The Bengals are not particularly well coached, I don't think. I don't think they're they're poorly coached. I think their coach is probably in the top 20 in the league, but outside of the top 15. He's yeah. in that range. There's a chance this game is going to go down very similarly to this one and to the Cardinals one, where except the Bengals have the better players. So it'll be close for most of the game, and the Bengals will make one or two plays, and they have the difference, and we're going to be sitting here after going, oh, man, man that's just a couple plays was the difference yeah. here. And yep. it's, okay, yeah, it's a couple plays because they have elite players. That's correct. That's what that is. Yep. So, anyways, all right, that's it. We'll, I'm calling it. Um, go down very similarly. Please, no. I know. I know. Yeah. So, um, but, anyways, that's all. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back midweek next week. And then I think it'll just be me after the Christmas Eve game because um, we're doing Christmas Eve at my house oh my and my I parents are going to the game. So, um, but we'll see. And so I'll be, uh, yeah. I'll be on. Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough day. Tough day. And then it'll be, and then it'll be a new year's day game after that, which one last note on that. We talked about that Pats Miami game possibly being flexed because it yeah, could have playoff stuff. No shot. Patriots yep. are behind the Jaguars right now in playoff odds by Correct. quite a bit. Jaguars control their destiny. Right. 
Yeah, no, that game, that game's not getting moved at this point. Um, you know, if Patriots were eight and six, it might, and it won might this get game, moved to like a worse time slot. People won't see it. Can they put it at just nine in the morning? Yeah, yeah. Let's put it like nine a.m. I was yeah, hoping, I, I was hoping it would be later because I love those those like cold night games. You know, Especially when even if they moved it to just the four twenty five or something like that. But you know, you know, not gonna happen. All I could think of today and yesterday was. There's that game in Buffalo last night where it's Miami coming up to town and it's the snow is storm and everybody's throwing snowballs and that's what the 03 Patriots did. And then yeah. the Chiefs mm, today yes. going down to Houston and having just like really outperforming them for most of the game, but inexplicably the game goes to overtime. That is also something the 2003 Patriots did. Yeah. And they had to make plays in overtime to make it happen. And they got a little bit lucky and came out of there with a win. And their field goal kicker, well, Vinatieri missed kicks in that game. It was yeah. the only kicks he missed indoors all season or whatever. And it's like, right. Right. it's frustrating to look around the league and see teams doing stuff. It's like, oh, I remember when the Patriots used to do that. Yep. Yep. Maybe next year. You never know. So, anyways, all right. We're out of here. See ya. Have a good week, guys.